The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning, and uh, we've got a great show lined up for you, especially if you're a person with multiple sclerosis. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment, um, and I'll get to that in just a little bit with, uh, with Kate. Uh, before I do, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red, Red State Talk Radio and you would like to join us on the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, second video, you'll see it, it's live. Um, click onto that, blow it up on your device as big as you want, <clears throat> and uh, click on the platform icon that we're on, and join us in the chat. In fact, I, you know, I, I'm so tempted to tell all you guys on Facebook to head over to Rumble, and just let's start boycotting Facebook. 
<laughs> That's what I'm tempted to do. Uh, in fact, so much that if you want to change over, I'm dropping that in the chat for you guys who are already on there. Whether you're on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty or Facebook, you're on my personal page or Setting Brush Fires, which I think they're not allowing to, to post due to, I don't know, going against community standards or some nonsense like that where, you know, you tell the truth and they say, no, you're lying. Um, it's, it's incredible. I, and I'm going to bring something up about that in just a moment. Right above that is where Bradley's show is from yesterday. You can still catch that up at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then he's live here, top video. He'll be here for two hours today, so don't miss that. And then right above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, you can uh, you don't get spammed or your email sold off to somebody or rented out to some company. You get one email from us a day. Some people say, that's more than enough. <laughs> I get it. Trust me, if you saw my inbox, there are literally 15,000 emails in my inbox. Some of them legit, some of them not legit. And I just don't have time to go through them. I just don't have the time. Uh, so I get what's important out of them and then leave the rest or whatever. Anyway, uh, so I get it. Also, if you'd like to help us in what we do, you agree with our message and want to help meet our needs, there's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. One-time donation. Or if you want to become a partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty, those are monthly partners. And you get some extra goodies in that too, some discounts and things like that. Uh, click on that and join with us there. And then finally, in our store, Last day, 25% off the prayer that rocked the Capitol. If you want that, promo code PRAYER gets you 25% off. So it's normally $20. I guess that's what, $15? I can still do some math. I don't like math, but it's important. God uses math in holding the world together by the word of his power. It's not something that's evil or something. It's just some of us are not so good at it. And anyway, if you want to do that, the prayer that rocked the Capitol DVD is available in our store. Normally $20. Use the promo code PRAYER, and you'll get 25% off. Now, with that said, just before we bring uh, Kate on, there's a couple of things I just want to drop in here real quick. Uh, Jess was on with us yesterday, and I told her, I said, well, Kate's going to do something on cystic fibrosis because somebody brought in some, um, or, or some people made some comments. Why don't you do a show on cystic fibrosis? Because I, I guess either they have it or they have friends that have it. So I mentioned it to Kate. Kate was ready to do that, and... Uh, of course, she was looking for information and trying to get in touch, and I'll let her speak about that in a little bit. So she said, I don't have all the protocols and stuff, so we're going to do cystic fibrosis, Lord willing, next week, okay? So just want to let you guys know, we're going to be covering multiple sclerosis as well as uh, what's going on in the UK to advance against medical tyranny and also the continued advance of medical tyranny because you've got those things working against one another. With that said, I don't know how many of you guys saw... China Joe Biden get his get his uh, alleged booster, right? And um, let me just give you let me just give you a little bit of that. We're doing more than every other nation in the world combined. We're going to have well over a billion one hundred million shots, and we're going to continue going. A billion one hundred million shots. What the heck is this guy talking about? And look at his fake. We have plenty, plenty of background through the windows. And it is fake. I'm going to show you that in just a moment. This whole thing is staged. There's no way they're putting they're putting an experimental booster or shot in this guy's body. They're just there's no way that he's doing. It. I mean, look at the leaves. The leaves are as big as his head. What is the percentage total vaccinations that Well, I think. Look, I think we get. 
the vast majority, like it's going on in some of the some industries and some schools, 97, 98%. I think we're going to walk with folks. And, uh, what did he say? I'm not the scientist. Uh, Wait, let's back that up. Hang on. 7, 98%. No, 97, 98% of people? But I'm not the scientist, uh, uh, I think. But one thing for certain, a quarter of the country can't go unvaccinated. <laughs> and that's not continuing to have a problem. Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, and yeah, there's Mike Lindell. Uh, it, it's just incredible. As though he has the authority in the Constitution to tell people they have to get shots or to involve corporations and businesses in fascist activity to push them on like they did with, with Jess yesterday. Now, on top of that, listen to this. Now, you guys know what I think about 666, and that is the number that's given in the Bible, Revelation 13. These people talking 666, it gets kind of, it gets unbiblical, okay? It really does. Because it's not three sixes, and it's not 666, it's 666. There is a difference, guys. There's a totality of the number of the beast, and I've done a whole show on this to show you how this was accomplished, how it was fulfilled in the first century, Okay? I've already done a show on that. But I do find this ironic that these people keep obsessing about this. And this is China Joe again. And listen to his arrogance against the press. Against, and they're the Mockingbird media. We know that. But against the people and how he addresses them. Listen to this. Him and Nancy Brainless. They have to hold each other's hand to hold them up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're a thousand different questions, and I, they're all legit. I'm telling you, we're going to get this done. It doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter whether it's in six minutes, six days, or six weeks. We're going to get it done. Yeah, it's six, you know, <clears throat> this guy is like a little baby. He answers to the people. He answers to the people. He is not a, a, a law unto himself. He is not a tyrant unto himself. And let me tell you something. If there is any, and I doubt there probably are, but if there are any quote-unquote Republican representative senators who are listening to me, I don't care how much you grill people. I don't care how much you rip people. I don't care if you even state rightly that they are treasonous and you point out the things and you're a const and you vote constitutionally. If you are not si listing out the articles of impeachment against this criminal right here, this illegitimate man in the People's White House, then you're on the side of the people that you claim that are your political opposition. Plain and simple. The Constitution is clear. High crimes and misdemeanors. This is small infractions of the law. This guy has done them all over the place, just like his predecessor, the usurper, Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. Just like the guy who was before him, President Donald Trump, for you guys who are Trumpites. Infringing on the rights of the people, giving away the sovereignty of America. Yep, they both did it. And this guy's doing it, acting like he doesn't owe us an answer for his actions. Or that he's, his patience is wearing thin with questions or with people not taking his deathly uh, depop shot. 
I got news for you. We can solve it right quick by bringing justice. But I get the people going, the global elite are coming to get us. There's nothing we can do. It's hell in a handbasket the earth is going to. The Bible says it's going to happen, so it's going to happen. No, it does not. The Bible says that we are overcomers, that we are more than victorious through Christ who loves us. The Bible says that Christ is subduing all of his enemies. Leave the Schofield, Darbyism, dispensational nonsense in the background. Get your theology right. Go to the scriptures chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Quit playing Bible ping pong like the cults do. And I'm telling you, you will not be able to stand on that kind of thinking if you do that. You won't. I'm just telling you. And you say, well, tell me, are you mad at those people who hold that? No, I'm not mad at those. I'm mad at those who taught it. I'm mad at those who taught it. The false teachers and the heretics who came into the church. Let me tell you something about Schofield, and I'm going to bring Kate on. I'm sorry, Kate. I'm just going to let you hold for just a second there. Let me tell you something about Schofield. Schofield had the audacity to tell somebody like D.L. Moody, who was actually out preaching the gospel, that Paul, when he got to heaven, he didn't have a head because it was cut off. That's, that's the guy who promotes the scope, who's dead now. He's where he belongs. He was an adulterer. He was a, a frivolous man. He was a wicked man. And he held damnable doctrines. And people continue to teach that stuff. Hal Lindsey and all these other people teaching that stuff that he promoted that came from Darby and other people like him. This is where all of your your cult groups out of the 1800s came from, out of this dispensational nonsense that's there. And yet, American Christians, not so much throughout the world, they're already suffering tribulation. It's amazing to me, American Christians going, oh, we're, we've had such a nice life, God's not going to let us go through tribulation. You better read your Bible again. It's through tribulation and persecution that we enter into the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says. Your brothers and sisters in China have been suffering for decades. Your brothers and sisters in, in Africa have been suffering for decades. Do you really think you're going to escape a cleansing, a purging because of where you live here in the United States, that you're going to escape that for the sins of this nation? The sins of your church and these heretical doctrines that's been taught that you've been promoting? Look, I, I, used, to, I used to believe them. I used to, as a young Christian, I was taught them. That's all I was taught until I had to teach it for myself. And when I had to teach it for myself, it's a whole different ballgame. Right? So I just want to throw that out there. I, I don't buy. I believe there's an application. I really do. And I do think the vaccine and the mass mandates and all these things are evidence that there, that our government has become a beast. There's no question about that. Beasts are mentioned all through the scripture. Read Daniel. You'll see there's, there's beasts there. That's the governments that are there. You read Revelation. You see it there between Rome and Israel at the time. All of those kinds of things. But here's the thing. We've got to get our hats on straight. Doctrinally, we got to get orthodox so that we can have orthopraxy, the right practice. If, if we don't do that, folks, we're in trouble. You've got to get it all right. You've got to line it up and be under God in that. So with that said, <laughs> different introduction, I guess. 
We want to bring on uh, our health and wellness expert. And, you know, we're happily and thankful to God that uh, God hooked us up with, with Kate. And uh, we're very thankful that she is on our mission from the world's perspective. Impossible, but it's very possible with God. All things are possible with God. Right, Kate? And I've got her undone there. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, she. Can you hear me? Yes, I got you. It's really bad weather here today. Um, so, uh, And Dr. Corbett's hoping to join us. Um, I, I'm laughing when I listen to Biden because, really, if, if you were asking me to do an assessment on that man at any time, you know, if he was in front of me as a patient, I'd really want to start doing, running some bloods, doing an ECG, checking his oxygen saturation, checking his blood sugars, because there's a serious case of some kind of degenerative disease going on in his brain. Um, he's, he's almost just like a, a bumbling old fart, really. And, uh, and you've got him running the country. Miracle. <laughs> but from a, from a medical point of view, it, it, it's like watching a pantomime. Politics is just Hollywood for ugly people. And, and the American one is particularly interesting because you've got that dementia-ridden uh, tall Biden. And then you've got that dwarf. Um, and nothing against dwarfism, incidentally, because that is a medical condition. You've got that height-challenged Fauci, who looks like a hobgoblin of um, Harry Potter, one of the ones that worked in the Gringotts Bank. I actually he heard... I actually heard Fauci was like six one. That, that sort of struck me. I, I did. Um, somebody said that he was about six one. Robert, yeah, in fact, Robert he, Kennedy said that. He looks when you see him on the screen like a little hobgoblin. <laughs> yes, he does. Incidentally, and as I was getting my cup of tea here, my very famous big cup of tea, I got one of my placemats out, and there were a load of placemats I bought last year, and they're placemats with. Uh, placemats with with faces <laughs> and i thought this one was quite good because i look like joseph stalin <laughs> and, uh, which i think is quite good i'm reading a little book here uh which is um the communist manifesto karl marx and friedrich friedrich engels it's just a little book that i think everyone should read um it's really interesting because it's all in there folks yeah it's so you yourself. can know it's so you can know your enemy she's not promoting communism folks there you go uh, and, and remember, we the, the battle is never won by fighting the war. It's by fighting lots and lots of little battles. And how can you even know what's going on if you don't know um, the Communist Manifesto in, and going through um, all of what you are in society? Dr. Corbett told me I was bourgeois. I quite like that. I quite like that. I like that word bourgeois. And um, and also, you know, going through what's happening in in the UK and all everywhere for everyone who's not um, familiar with the term, um, which is um, going through uh, stakeholder capitalism. You have to learn what stakeholder capitalism is. And then you can see what's actually being done to us and think who about BlackRock and Vanguard. That's right. That's right. And stakeholder capitalism is where, where your government's not in charge, it goes the other way, and they're starting to direct. And Gavi, they're directing the governments. So when they try and sell it to us, it's for, it's anyone tells you it's for your own good, you should smell a rat straight away. Um, 
but I'm, I'm doing a bit of a crash course in all this because once you understand it all, it is quite entertaining. Um, and then when we when we look at what's going on, I've looked. I obviously I always look at Australia because my family there. And now we look at what's going on in the UK, and we've got it, it's like a pantomime. In the press last week, it said, "Can Boris save Christmas?" Well, who 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 is Boris to save Christmas? And we had this last year. Now we have fuel shortages, although it doesn't look like there's fuel shortages. It looks like it's orchestrated. They're saying they can't get the delivery drivers. Um, so where I live in the south, there's no, there's no. It's it's like the whole toilet roll fiasco. We now have the fuel fiasco. You can't get fuel anywhere, and you have to queue. And people are fighting on forecourts. One guy pulled a knife on someone else. Um, so this is what's happening now. And then Boris Johnson already asked, well, almost commanded the nation to come out on a Thursday night and seal clap uh, 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 for the NHS. Uh, even though the hospitals were empty, they were receiving food parcels. They were doing TikTok dance routines where, you know, I, I'm a dancer. It takes a long time to learn a routine and the hospitals were empty, but we were supposed to all go out and seal clap last year. And if you didn't, then everybody would look at you because you weren't clapping. Well, now we've got to go out and clap on a Thursday night for the petrol stations. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. Gosh. And if the pet having to really work hard because lots of people are queuing, that's the way it is. Your governments have done it. And, um, you know, it is communism. So this is what's happening in the UK. But they're leading us up to this um, oh, this whole um, ready, ready for the next lockup. And just before anyone thinks, yeah, I used to do the whole Christmas thing and the Halloween thing and now I'm a Christian. So if you're gearing up to your Halloween, just remember the 31st of October Halloween is that you are really celebrating a festival where they used to sacrifice children. That's what it's all about. Getting your kids out on the street, um, worshipping the devil it, and dressing them up as ghouls, goblins and everything else. It's, it's, a, it's a festival to sacrifice children. That's what you're doing. You're celebrating it. And Christmas, Jesus died. Uh, uh, sorry, Jesus was born when the shepherds were still in the field. So I believe that was October-ish. So Christmas and your whole Christmas season getting ready for it, because I know they're starting to put the Christmas things in the shops. The lights, remember your fairy lights are where you used to put the lantern in your window to say that you were celebrating Yuletide. Yuletide was where they used to do sacrifices to uh, the devil and they used to sacrifice children as well and people and it's all satanic the christmas tree is the phallic symbol the baubles were the testicles the tinsel the garlands were the entrails and it was where they invited paganism into the church so i know it's nice to have a christmas tree and bring it in your house and and the fairy lights but we have to remember these things we must remember what it's about don't do it blindly so I, I have a bit of a, a wild hair up my tush about all of that at the moment because it's all part of it. So what are you going to do? You're going to get your barrel of the gun and just pick out the bullets you don't like and put the rest back in? Because <laughs> that's what it is. Um, so that's my rant over. Um, so the whole thing in the UK at the moment, they are injecting the 12-year-olds and they are coming down the line with this experimental, untested, unlicensed, uninsured injection. 
I've seen all week, you know, nurses not getting true informed consent. They don't know what's in these injections, but they're doing it. So you will stand trial ultimately because you're the one who's ultimately firing the shot. We've seen the most amazing man, Ramis, my brother in Christ. He is going to the kids at ground level with his song that he wrote, Stop the Vaccine. Um, He's getting his sound equipment out. He's waiting for the kids to all come out of school. He's connecting with them. Don't take the vaccine. The teachers are all running around like headless chickens. It's really entertaining. And the kids are listening to him. That's what I call my true brother in Christ, a real warrior. We're not told, oh, uh, you know, when we see someone who needs help, these kids need help. Uh, Don't worry. God will help you. No, God won't help you, brother. You're supposed to help one another. And that's what we're supposed to do. So, um, you know, this is what's happening. They're closing down. They're imploding the healthcare system. If it was for our health and a pandemic, why are they firing all the doctors and nurses all over the world? They're firing them because they won't take this witch's brew. Um, So it's clearly not about your health. Why are they denying people healthcare if it's about a pandemic? They're denying them healthcare. Why? Um, you know what's really interesting? Myself and my cameraman, Charlie, we're going to be going out and doing some filming next week. We've got a really good thing coming to you um, where we're filming this week. But we're going to be going around all the shops asking them, are you going to be serving people on, on injectors? Because a lot of them are still going to serve them because it's about business. But then we, we're going to go to other people. We're going to go to the fire stations and say, will you still be putting your ladder up people's houses and rescuing people when their houses are on fire or going into their burning homes if they're not injected i mean how far do you want to push this will the cops be going to houses of um burglary victims or any victims if they're not injected will the lifeboat crews be going out onto the oceans and lifting people out the water into their lifeboats if they're not injected You know, how far do people want to push this? Uh, Because that's how ridiculous it's getting. What does it mean that when you're getting lifted out of the water and you're wet through and they put a life jacket on you and lift you out of the water onto the boat? What's the next thing? Are you injected? Have you had your vaccine? Uh, No. What do they do then? Throw you back in? Because they don't want an unvaccinated person on their boat. I'm not sure in the states that they're even doing that. I'm I'm pretty sure they're letting them go. The the people who are coming in here to the states from uh, from Afghanistan and uh, from Haiti. Yeah. So how far do you go with this ridiculous rubbish um, for an injection that doesn't stop transmission? Doesn't stimulate an immune response. And let's let's remember in in July. Um, of 2020, Gavi and Bill Gates and the ID2020 Alliance group went into West Africa and they're chipping these people so that they can, they can run this um, experiment, if you like, to see how it works, where they pay for everything with their chip and they can follow them and they can track them. And now they're doing precognition, checking to see if they're going to be going to be breaking any laws well how are they doing that let me think well that'll be the fact that there's a live patent on the um the technology where your brain waves can be picked up put through a computer system uh converted into words 
so that they can even see what you're thinking. That's your precognition. Mm. And what do we know about this hydrogel? Uh, they know it's in the injections. They've found it. It moves. It transmits. It receives. DARPA technology uses it. That's exactly what they do. Hydrogel has the capacity to integrate, to replicate. It has an affinity, a liking for the neocortex of the brain. Get on over to PubMed. You'll find loads of papers on it and Cochrane <coughs> on in this very technology. This is They called me a conspiracy theorist last year, idiots. It's all there for anyone to go and look at it. So, so um, you know, everything is there. Just so I get this in, Tim, because I have got a clock, can I just quickly talk about MS? Sure, please. Because this is not all interconnected. Now, anyone who knows me, they call me the anti-vax queen. Good. Give me that crown. Give me the sash. Give me the scepter. And I'll walk. Kate, I accidentally hit your mute. Sorry about that. Yeah, you mute me. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> I mean saying, to do that. I'm the anti-vax queen. Good, I love it. Give me the crown. Give me the sash. Give me the scepter. Give me the gown. I'll wear it with pride. Everything that is in these vaccines, all vaccines, um, heavy metals that go to the brain, aluminium, which destroys your immune system, RNA from other species, immortalized cell lines from aborted fetuses that are tumorigenic, that turn into cancer, viruses, funguses, mold. It's all in there. Everything that you don't need, which is not conducive to health. It's all the devil's soup. This new one isn't even a vaccine. It doesn't stimulate immune response. It's bioengineering. So keep all that in mind. They put viruses into vaccines. Yep. That's what they do. So multiple sclerosis is Latin. They're just describing what it is. Multiple scars. Multiple scars. So your, it dis, your, your myelin sheath, it's an autoimmune disease. Your body attacks your body, destroys your myelin sheath, the covering on your, your nerves. Now, you don't show any symptoms of that till you're 70% gone. Now, what's really interesting is 90% of the population has Epstein-Barr. And that Epstein-Barr virus settles in your B cells, in your thyroid, in your myelin sheath. There's a surprise. Now it gets activated, then it goes dormant. And then you get a reactivation, then you get a dormant. So you keep getting this. You get this reactivation and you're sick and then you recover. Isn't that like MS? You get a reactivation and you recover. Now... In one experiment, at autopsy, so when you die and they start dissecting and looking at your body, in 100% of the, the uh, patients with multiple sclerosis, those multiple scars on the brain, tested 100% for Epstein-Barr virus. 100%. Oh, my. And it could have, it, so, it, you're, you're saying this could be corrected too, right? Well, so what do they give you when you get diagnosed with multiple sclerosis? They give you interferon injections. That costs so much money. It makes so much money. And what it does is it suppresses your immunity down because this is an autoimmune condition where your body attacks your body. So wouldn't it make sense to kind of build your immunity up as good as you can? Because remember, this, these injections they give you in the drugs for MS, also has loads of side effects. So there was, um, you know, how could you do it? So Americans 
generally do what their doctors tell them as they do in the UK because we don't like to take responsibility for our own health. We want to eat all the garbage of the day and then we want a magic pill. Oh, fix me up, doc. That's right. Don't lie. So Americans generally do what their doctors tell them without questioning it. And you should always question your doctor because he's a quack. He's trained in the Rockefeller allopathic system. He is a quack. The satire at the turn of the century was his treatment would kill you. The naturopath, the disease would kill you. Five of the medical schools here, I think three of them uh, don't do anything on med- uh, in medicine on nutrition. Two of them do half a day. You do very well to avoid disease and reverse disease with nutrition. So you know how your mobile phone works, you know how your computer works, uh, but do you know how your own body works? Get yourself a very standard book on anatomy and physiology and learn how your body works. It's easy or do it online. So... You can hit the books for a very good second opinion. Now, a really good one to follow on multiple sclerosis is the protocol by Frederick Klenner, K-L-E-N-N-M-R-M-D. And he looks at vitamin C and he urges a list, comprehensive list. And we, you can also apply it to myasthenia gravis, a disease involving the neuromuscular junction and you can divide this up during the day. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snapshot it, shot this, cut it down as a picture, Tim. You can put it on your website. And it's about taking vitamin B1, vitamin B2, vitamin B3, B6. These are quite big doses, big doses. Vitamin C, vitamin E, choline, magnesium, big doses. I'm looking at the doses here and they're big doses. Zinc and calcium. Uh, lettuce, folic acid, linoleic acid. And you know what? Get rid of your fluoride and your toothpaste. Start having your distiller and clean water. Get rid of the fluoride, chlorine, bromine. Put a little thing on your shower attachment. Start detoxing your body. Start having, um, start having coffee enemas. Start having clean air. Start cutting down on your EMF around your house. This is all what you can do. Start eating organic foods. And you're going to see a massive improvement. Now, I know that using the Gerson therapy, there, uh, there was a patient whose symptoms of MS were completely stopped, completely stopped. And I myself had a patient who worked for British Airways with me. And he came to me because he'd been involved in one of these um, fume events in the cabin. Remember, some idiots decided it would save British Airways money by dragging the air through the engine oil before it enters the cabin. How nice. Let's poison everyone in the cabin. And these fume events would lead to people dying. So when the passengers get off, you don't know where they're going on connecting flights. And it was argued that they could be dropping everywhere. But certainly British Airways has two crew die every month. And they were putting it down to these tox- aerotoxic syndrome. But it's also, I've looked at all the vaccines that crew have. Now, this particular cabin crew member had MS and all the symptoms of MS. And he had the lesions on his brain after a fume event. He was walking with a stick, very sick. We changed all his diet, got him on loads of supplements. That man is upright, well, no longer uses a stick. So you can say it's anecdotal evidence. I don't care. But if anecdotal evidence works for you, then do it. And how much anecdotal evidence do we want before we actually start saying this is actual evidence? This is just the usual bastardized 
prostitution of scientists where they go, oh, peer-reviewed evidence-based studies, let's all pat each other on the book back because we're in the club. But when you look at their studies, they'll often use a very small amount, maybe eight people, chop off the beginning of the study, chop off the end. I've even read one study where they used an oncology drug and as long as the tumour shrank, it was deemed a success, it got its licence and it was out there used, even though the patients died. Wow. The patient, but the tumour shrank, so it's a success. No, a true indication of whether something is working is at your patient's bedside. Are they improving? Yep. Is their condition improving? Are they without disease? Are they having a better standard of life? There's your true indication that something works. That's right. You know, Kate, Kate, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we've done so many stories on, excuse me, I'm going to bring up the gallery here. So we'll have uh, Dr. Corbett on with us. I had to wait till we could pull that off there so it wouldn't look so funny. But one of the things that you're, you're pointing out here, and I don't think people are that aware of it. Everybody thinks, oh, well, there's all this R&D and stuff. And there is a lot of R&D that goes into a lot of things. But the fact of the matter is they don't hold the same standard to, I don't know, the Amish farmer that we reported on who made chickpea salve. And he had some people who actually said, hey, I use this on, um, you know, I had a, I think he had a, somebody had a dog with a cancer tumor, a big one. And we used it on there and it took away the tumor. It literally took it away. Yeah, it wasn't a scientific study done and this, that, and the other. It was just somebody's eyewitness account to it. And the guy who sold it to him, an eyewitness account. And there are other people who had all kinds of things. And then the FDA, who approves the Depop shot, by the way, for EUA, okay, for you guys out there, that's killed, who knows, 13,000, 14,000 people in America. The same people who've done that and who've killed hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans with drugs they have approved, went after this Amish farmer, wanted to find him like 80-something thousand dollars, throw him in jail for God knows how long, but they cannot bring any justice towards the real criminals in our society. And this guy didn't harm anybody. Nobody was harmed by his chickpea salve or the guy with the black salve out in the, uh, he's out in uh, Midwest somewhere. They go after these guys, but they don't deal with the real criminals who are causing the problems. It's a real, it's a, it's a real big issue. It really is. I, I've seen black self. I was sent photographs of a lady. Um, and I'm listen, you know, you've got to be really careful with this. You've got to use it under direction, you know. Yep, that's it. exactly and, right. And yep. But, uh, you know, it's like everything. Even oregano oil, as you say in America, oregano oil. We say oregano oil, but we'll give you that one. We got it so right. Oreg- <laughs> um, that, you, it's very potent. You can burn your stomach with it. You need one drop. These things, remember all of these drugs, they took a natural drug, isolated, uh, a natural compound, sorry, isolated the active compound, made a synthetic version, put a patent on it and flogged it to everybody. Um, so the federal jo- drug agents, you know, it's, it's all, it's a gangster's paradise out there and it's big money. Oncology drugs make 600 billion plus a year owned by all the same satanists who own um the banks who own petroleum and they will kill you for it if they can't jail you they'll kill you and that's a fact and we've seen that so i have seen black cell draw tumors out of the breast 
I've seen it. I've even interviewed a woman who did it under direction. She's alive and well today, years later, a British woman. I've seen it take away melanomas. I've seen it done. So does that mean because, but in this country, we've got the 1939 Cancer Act. You, you even with anything that may be cure or alluding to cure, you're straight in jail. So this is big money. They're scared of us. They're scared of what we know. And, you know, I, I, I did Gerson for cancer. So I also, folks, I've had so many vaccines with nursing, flying, uh, not literally. I was working for an airline. Otherwise, my arms would be tired. Boom, boom. But, um, not just that. <laughs> um, and also, you know, nursing, flying and, and childhood. I've had so many vaccines. And we know that they cause autoimmune conditions, just like this new injection is going to cause Parkinson-style. All of these autoimmune conditions, we know it's coming. I expect them to start saying, oh, MS, everything exploding. They're telling us, the CDC, to expect to see Parkinson's-like diseases in children. It's not. It's this microglia being inflamed, inflaming all your, you know, your neurological systems because of what they're doing to you. But you know, I had these injections and I ended up with autoimmune thyroiditis, destroying my thyroid. And I, every crew member that I then spoke to, I realized you've got it. But even that, you know, there are ways you can deal with this. And we have to look at, we, the, the Lord guides us and don't underestimate the power of prayer and the word of God, your sword, your full armor of That's God. That's right. Come on. Like, oh, I'm sick to death of it. Well, you will be sick to death. You've got to stop saying, you know, um, oh, I'm really ill. No, you're not really ill. If you're still talking, you're not really ill. Dr. Corbett will tell you that. If you're really ill, you're incapacitated and you can hardly speak. Shut up and remember that this is the word of God. Speak the word. So never underestimate the power of prayer. Ask and it shall be delivered. I did prayer when I was sick. And I prayed that all unknown negative images, unhealthy beliefs and destructive cellular memories be found, opened and healed by filling me with the light and love of God. I did it every day, three times a day. So God helps those that help themselves. That's right. Start re- Turn off to these Satanists, sorcerers and witchcrafts. And you know what? I'm going to say it because Dr. Corbett is sitting in front of me. He's a pensioner. He cycles to the beach and gets in the ocean, the North Sea, <laughs> winter with his wetsuit on. Oh, we caught him there the week doing it with his surf. He had his surfboard and stuff yeah. too. <laughs> he comes. He came to my house. This was a man who was a lecturer who was so high in his game. He came to my house, humbled. I then taught him with with diet, and he changed his diet. He took it all on board, and he's even in better health. And you know what? These are all things that are already there. So don't don't sit there and go, you can't do it. We're sitting here living examples of how you, you use what's all there. Don't be sitting there going, oh, you know, I'm going to go to my doctor. So all of you lot that are still subscribing to this plandemic, scamdemic, witch's brew, because you want to go on holiday, because you, you worship an idolatry, you're not going to help yourselves. And a lot of people are now regretting it. And I just read, it's spectacular. Even the premiership footballers who are worth a lot of money, a lot of them won't have it. They won't have this injection. They will not have it. 
So you do a long way to start researching yourself. And uh, if you're watching this, you know, you know. Anyway, I'm going to hand over to Dr. Corbett now. Yeah. He looks like he's thrown. <laughs> Look, he's <clears throat> padding the background behind We're, we're going to do that. Dr. Corbett, just a second. Let me, let me input something here because I want to address something that comes in the chat here. Somebody brought it up and they said, you know, this is Anne. I'm going to address you, Anne. Um, you know, Kate is, a, is the most shallow Christian I've ever heard. She judges people by their looks and size. No, she doesn't. What she does is oh. she sees on the outside something that is the result of what's going on on the inside, and she calls it what it is. She doesn't say, oh, it's okay that you're obese. No, she says, look, this is a serious problem for you. Let me help you with it. That's what she, Every time you watch her, she says, get in touch with me. I'll help you with that. She wants to help people. And by the way, that's not shallow. That's part of Scripture, too. Let's let's go over here to Judges. And what we're going to see here is it says that the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. And when the children of Israel, by the way, our family's going through Judges. Um, when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gera, a Benjaminite. Uh, a man left-handed, and by him the king of Israel sent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. But Ehud made him a dagger which had two edges of a cubit length, and he did gird it under his raiment upon his right thigh, and he brought the present unto Eglon, king of Moab. And Eglon was a very fat man. Now, was God being shallow there? Was he really being shallow? No, he made a point that this guy was obese because he doesn't... You aren't mentioned about a lot of fat people when this is saying here, and when he had made an end to offer the present, he sent away the people that bear the present, but he himself turned again from the quarries that were by Gilgal and said, I have a secret errand unto thee, O king, who said, keep silence. And all that stood by him went out from him. And Ehud came unto him and he was sitting in a summer parlor. This is why he's so fat. He's sitting around. He's not caring for himself. He's just being a glutton. Okay. That's what gluttony usually produces. And Ehud said, I have a message from God unto thee. And he rose out of his seat, and Ehud put his left hand and took the dagger from his right thigh and thrust it into his belly. And the half also went in after the blade, and the fat closed upon the blade so that he could not draw the dagger out of his belly, and the dirt came out. Now, I'm going to tell you. If you think it's shallow to mention these things, then maybe you should have a conversation with God because that's in the Word of God as recording how his judge dealt with the wicked king of Moab, Eglon. All right, just want to throw that in there. Uh, Dr. Corbett, I just, okay, well, go ahead. Hey, you know what? You know, I'm going to say this. Every single person who's, oh, you're shallow. You're, you know, look at her. She's plastic. She's this. Go, go stand and look at yourself. Ask yourself. Go stand and look at yourself, madam. Are you in the best shape you can be in? Is there something that you can do that will improve your health? Because I'm telling you, when we look at the fact that one in 10 children in the UK is overweight, one in four children, uh, sorry, one in four children in the UK is overweight, one in 10 children in the UK is morbidly obese, which exponentially increases the risk of every single disease. You come and come at me and tell me I'm shallow. You do not know me. You do not know my prayers. You do not know my relationship with God. So get behind me. You don't know anything about me, but I will say this to you. Go and have a look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, 
Is there anything you could do personally that could improve your health? And if there is, and it's something to do with your weight, then you can get my email and I will gladly help you. I think this is very important, Tim, what you quoted from the Bible, because it shows that you cannot ignore the facts. And we're always being told, aren't we, that people are, we're COVID deniers and we deny the facts. But the reality is that, as Kate says, the epidemiology shows obesity is enormous everywhere in the Western world. And it's undoubtedly linked to all sorts of physiological problems. You cannot deny that. It's so clearly linked. Now, it's linked. It means that it correlates with and it may well cause, it may well cause the diseases that we're looking at, like heart disease, cancers, etc. Right. We know that cancers are caused by toxicity, as Kate says. But undoubtedly, people's weight has been a huge issue in the COVID scam. And, and what, what you see when you just look around society, weight for height, body mass index, whatever indicator you want to use, people in the Western world are gluttons. They're gluttons. They sit in front of TVs, they stuff their faces with processed food, they don't take any exercise. And by the time they get to their 60s, They've got three, four, five or more rolls of fat around their middle, around their organs, which is just dreadful. If you look at the intensive care unit um, audits for last year in the UK, people who were diagnosed with COVID, and I don't accept the COVID diagnosis is legitimate, but let's take it for what it is at the moment. So they had a diagnosis of COVID and they're admitted to intensive care units. The ones that died, they had over half of them had morbidly obese frames. So, so they were fat and they couldn't be moved on ventilators. They couldn't be turned easily. And undoubtedly, the physiology in their bodies contributed, if not totally explained, their, their demise, their deaths. And, and this is what we're seeing all the time, this ignoring of the facts. People go to their doctors, the primary care physicians, they say, oh, take a bit of exercise, try and lose a bit of weight, but I'll put you on a load of pills for all sorts of things you, that, that you don't need. So they get loaded up with medications, polypharmacy it's called. Those have an effect on people. Those cause diseases. You forget what they've been given for. So they get they ended up by the age of 60 on five, six, seven, ten, or more medications that are not necessary, and that contributes to their illness and to their death. And this is the truth. You have to speak the truth. You have to say what's in front of your eyes. And when I interviewed students coming for nursing degree courses, I was always hold, I was always called out because I would say, we can't have this student on the program. Yes, she's academically able, but her body mass index, she's, she's enormous. She won't be able to move properly. And of course, I was always overruled by the university because they've got an inclusivity policy. You know, they can't discriminate. They can't be prejudiced. And I would say to these students, I'm sorry, but I'm going to reject you until you lose weight because you can't function as a healthcare professional. Oh, Dr. Corbett, Dr. Corbett, you're, you're just being judgmental. That's what we're hearing in here. You're just being judgmental. Well, it's you, you, the truth. I'm sorry. You know, it's the <laughs> truth. You have, to, you have to see what's in front of your own eyes. That's right. That's trained, right. Science, as a scientist, 
we're trained to observe and record. You observe and record. How you deal with that, of course you don't deal with it in a prejudicial way. And right. You're not rude, but you don't call them names. You don't call them fatty or something. You advise them medically, scientifically, that they're not going to be able to function. And a lot of these students, I was, I was told we can't, we've got to accept them. But we, what we did, um, Tim, was we referred them to occupational health departments within the university that work with them to get their weight down. So I would say to any of your subscribers that are saying that I'm I'm being prejudicial and discriminatory, we weren't. They were allied onto the program. No, I, I was I was and just teasing. They did, actually, in, it, they did actually improve their health. Yeah. But the ones that couldn't function in the hospitals, in the wards, in the clinics, and in ER departments, intensive care units, they couldn't move properly. They couldn't move fast enough. If you've got a cardiac arrest happening in your unit, you've got to run to it. You can't just walk for five, ten minutes. The patient will be dead. So you are likely to have two patients if they run for it as well. You're going to have another yeah. cardiac yeah. arrest if you've got and a also, there's, a, there's, a, there's another issue that I'd like to pick up on. Is that okay, Tim, that Kate mentioned? Okay. Yeah, it is. Let me let me drop one little thing in here. And what we'll do, can you guys hang on, Kate? Do you have to go? Uh, I've got to go and do something at two, but okay. I just wanted to hear Kevin's issue before I go. His other thing, because it's okay. quite interesting. Let me drop this one thing in just about what Kevin said about, you know, we, we don't call it that. Look, I don't think Kate has done that with people who really no. need help. But here's the thing. I do see Jesus in Matthew 23 calling hypocrites, brood of vipers, all kinds of names of hypocrites. People who say that they're religious, but they're not. When what Kate, when I hear her use those names in a derogatory term, she's using them against people who claim they're there, they're health professionals, they're there for your health, and yet they aren't taking care of their own health. And so, yeah, I think it's proper to say that about them. You're a hypocrite. And when you're doing that, you're not taking care of your own health. It's obvious we can see it on the outside so what's going on in the inside must be just as bad so i i don't i think it's totally biblical to have that when you're dealing with hypocrites now dealing with other people is something different we got about 30 seconds here before we end the show and then we'll carry over if you're listening by way of red state talk radio you can hear the rest of what's going on here for the next few minutes we'll hang over for just a little bit not too long and let dr corbett uh continue his thoughts here but if you want to pick that up you can do it we'll have the show archived Later on today, if you want to help Kate, and she comes and gives of her time every single week. Uh, she doesn't get paid for it. She comes on because she loves people. She really does, and she wants to give them information to help them with their health. So if you want to help, uh, if you want to help Kate, when we do the archive, there's links there. If you're looking for some of the supplements and things like that, you can help her by purchasing there. Join the British Nursing Alliance on Telegram. That link will also be in there, and we're going to pick that up right after this. Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. for two hours today. Monday, Lord willing, 6 a.m. We'll see you then. Adios. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Dr. Corbett, over to you. I was just wanting to pick up on what Kate was talking about, which in science is called a standard of proof. And um, what happens is because science has been corrupted and what we call science today and health science, especially biomedical science, medical science, is totally corrupted by all sorts of vested interests, not just the pharmaceutical uh, industry, of course, but also government interests, which are um, party pre, they're biased, 
governments influence science through the politics of science. And all these influences have corrupted the standard of proof. And what she's talking about reminded me of all the studies that were done last year showing that SARS-CoV-2, the so-called virus that so-called causes so-called COVID-19, um, actually exists and is, you know, a, a, a virus that comes from outside our human cells and integrates into our human cells. So these studies, they use standards of proof that were very, very limited. And, and what they did was they, they, they took fluids, they took uh, blood, they took fluids from people's tissues, and they identified what they thought was viral material. They put it into culture mediums, which had all sorts of antibiotics and other contaminants within them because they've got to culture them, the so-called virus, within these media. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't grow. And then they used a PCR test to identify the so-called virus. And as we know, the PCR test doesn't really work. It's not a diagnostic. It only indicates what we think is genetic material and is not specific enough, is very sensitive. And then what they did was they injected these so-called SARS-CoV-2 virions, viral cells, into other material, human material, very often um, cellular material from people's lungs who had cancer, and they grow and, and they would be able to see the virus bud and, and influence the cells. And they used the standard approved called CPE, cytopathic effect on the human cells, where, where the cells changed in some way. The outside of the cells has cilia on them, which are little hair-like things that beat, and those stop beating. So they said, oh, this is cytopathic death, this is cell death. We use that as a standard of proof to show that the virus kills cells. And so they hadn't actually purified it. What they had thought they, they developed, they'd isolated, they then injected into all sorts of media without proper control groups so that, 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 that the effects that they took as standard of proof were totally spurious. And this, these studies were published in Nature Medicine, The Lancet, you name, wherever. And on my website, www kevinpcorbett.com slash coronahysteria, you can see how I went through one of these studies in the Lancet last year by Bao et al, B-A-O et al, and the et al is about 20 authors, and I took it apart in terms of the lack of control groups. And anybody can do this who's got a scientific training because we know that when you run an experiment like this, you've got to actually have proper control groups to compare within the experiment, otherwise it's meaningless. And this is what's happened with the whole concept of SARS-CoV-2. It's been, hasn't been purified. The virus has not been proven virologically to exist independently of the human cell or contaminated material like kidney cells, vero cells, etc. And lots of people know this, lots of um, scientists know this, Lots of virologists know this, but they haven't spoken out about it. It's in all the textbooks from the last 30 years that purification is key to chemically analyzing and, and, and characterizing any virus. And one of the first medical doctors to talk about this in America and worldwide was Dr. Andrew Kaufman last year, who came out about this as a psychiatrist 
who also has a very thorough and credible microbiology training and is able to understand this scientifically and is able to talk about it as a, a medical scientist. And Kate was one of the first people to interview at the beginning of last year about this. And he has talked about this since. And if you go on to Dr. Kaufman's website, you can see that he's, he's written a very accessible uh, a, a brief about the standard of viral isolation and the fact that, that SARS-CoV-2 hasn't been isolated or purified. And this is very accessible on his website. And it's called Statement on Viral Isolation, SOVI, and it's on Dr. Andrew Kaufman's website. And he's working also with Dr. Thomas Cowan, and they've done a lot of work about this. And I think Tom Cowan's got a new book coming out shortly about the COVID scam. And also, I'd just like to mention, on this issue of purification and the lack of standard, lack of proper isolation standard, Christine Massey in Canada, on her website, has got huge numbers of freedom of information requests to every public health agency, many within the United States and across the world. And they cannot show that they've actually isolated, i.e. purified this virus. And you'd expect that as a, a medical gold standard in every country, in every legislature, you would have a medical standard of um, a gold standard for the test specificity and sensitivity. And that would be the actual virus itself. And that doesn't exist in almost every country of the world. That cannot be proven that they've done that. And many of us have spoken out about this in the last 18 months. So Kate's quite right that standards of proof get, um, they get abused by the powers that be, by the authorities, and they use very, very specific standards of proof when they want to discredit people. They use a very liberal, relaxed standards of proof when they want to show that SARS-CoV-2 exists. And technically, one could argue that SARS-CoV-2 has not been proven to exist biologically with classical purification and isolation standards from the textbooks only 20 to 30 years old. So this is a very important issue. And when people are trialing themselves alternative non-allopathic treatments for conditions like cancer and MS, they get discredited. All they'll get from the authorities is, oh, you're in remission. You know, if you've treated yourself like Kate has for cancer and you, you, you've cured yourself, the symptoms have gone and the traces of the tumours in your body have been removed and there's no tumour markers available in the blood to detect, all you'll get is you're in remission for unknown reasons, idiopathic remission. None of them have been properly investigated. There's thousands and millions of people like Kate across the world who have cured themselves, treated themselves for, for conditions like cancer that we've been led to believe are totally pathological and will kill you quickly. And it's just not true. And, and people have discovered this by happenstance, really. And, and this is well documented in the, um, in the literature. It's well documented, not in the medical literature so much, but in the alternative literature through what scientists call anecdotes, which are observations that are written up first-hand accounts. And Kate's is definitely anecdotal. And nobody's done a proper trial of Gerson therapy for cancer. No scientist really has looked at it in depth. There was an observation study 
by a professor from the University of Manchester some years ago, I think 10 years ago, where they looked at, I think it was about up to 10 cases of people who'd used Gerson therapy. And the results from that anecdotal survey were very interesting. And, and this professor at the University of Manchester called for further studies of Gerson therapy to, under, to be undertaken. But of course, it won't be done because the public health authorities are so invested in the allopathic and the, the, the pharmaceutical approach to cancer treatment, which is chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and surgery, that they're not going to be able to look at anything that doesn't involve that. And this is the allopathic control that people have talked about. Kate's talked about it on, on Sons of Liberty for a long time. The allopathic control that came from Rockefeller Medicine that's taken over, I don't really like that um, term, but it's influenced all the medical schools and this whole world view has influenced everything. And that's what we're dealing with at the moment, I think, Tim, with the COVID scam, is this worldview. It's misguided science. It's embedded and it's institutionalized. The masking, the muzzling, the social distancing, and now the, the bioweapon injections. This is embedded. It's part of this allopathic approach that's led by pharmaceuticals, but also by other vested interests within our public health agencies. So it isn't just the big baddie, big pharma. It's also our public health authorities and our governments that are also criminally involved in this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that uh, that they are criminally involved. And this is why the government has no business in science or health, Kevin. I mean, this, this is not hard to understand. Their role, according to Scripture, is to punish evildoers. That's what the role is. So I, the question I have for those in government is, why are you punishing those in big pharma who are lying to the people? Who are who are twisting their their data, who are putting out things that that kill or injure people, and then promoting it as though it's something for good health. I mean, my yeah. goodness! And yet we continue to see that. You know, I mean, we see it with, for example, Pfizer. Yeah, I can't remember how much the lawsuit was, but I'm sure I'm right in saying there was a multi-million dollar lawsuit against Pfizer that was proven. So Pfizer is actually a criminal organization because they've been it's been proved they criminally misled yes they patients. did yep and you know why are we giving money from our taxes to criminal agents like Pfizer well, Dr. And I'm Corbett, sure if you look hard enough you can find all the others even Moderna yeah, it's Very not just – I was going to say it's not just that. I mean, think about the Johnson & Johnson. Those guys have been busted uh, creating the opioid crisis. They've been busted exactly. putting uh, carcinogens in the baby powder and saying it's good for you. Put it on, and the pregnant moms were putting it on, and then they were c contracting ovarian cancer and, and cervical mm -hmm. cancer and all these kinds of things. They paid out billions of dollars, and yet they're still allowed to be in mm -hmm. business and to produce a shot that we know oh, exactly. is directly uh, mm. what what is it doing transforming the dna it's directly it's not doing like the other ones where it's using the mrna there it's directly going into the dna and changing it and they were one of the big ones them along with astrazeneca having the blood, blood clot issue and i i got to tell you it's just it's maddening to me that they get mm. into this and you can see it. The media protects them because they're paying 30 to 40% of their advertising. Yeah. The politicians protect them because they're getting campaign donations so they can get reelected and keep power. 
It's like the whole corrupt temple that these people have set up, and it is a temple, yeah. it is a religion, this is why uh, the, the Bible references, I think references it as sorcery, it is a religion, because they are saying they are Jehovah Rapha, not Jehovah Rapha is our the God, our healer, the God of the Bible, our creator. They're saying, no, 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 we are. And who does that remind you of? Well, doesn't it remind you of Satan himself, who said, I'll be like the Most High. I'll do that. And he's so deceived, maybe he actually thinks that some of this is healing, so he'll get praise from the people. And it's amazing, Kevin, even when people get sick from this stuff. We had Jess on yesterday. She's over across the line in North Carolina, works as a lab assistant. She's a young lady, very polite, kind woman, um, but mm-hmm. but doesn't know a lot of the, the stuff that goes along with it. You know what's going mm-hmm. on here. She knew enough to say, I don't want it, but she was forced into it because of a job issue or whatever, and she got an anaphylactic reaction. And now they're thinking, well, we might not give you an exemption for your second shot, even though you had this thing. And she had cystic fibrosis before. She put in a religious exemption. They denied all of that. Personally, I encouraged her. I said, Jess, don't submit to this anymore. You know it's harmful. Don't submit to it. What good is having a job if you can't work at it because you're dead or you're you're injured to such an extent you can't work? That just doesn't make any sense. I think, Tim, what what you're describing is – you know, people re- people who've gone along with this and have had the first shot or even the second shot, quite a few of them are waking up to the fact that they've been misguided, they've been misled. And then it, hopefully it's an epiphany. They're realizing that what's happened to them in the last 18 months, the, the way they've been lied to and cheated and been locked down and being confined to their homes, is all part of this process. Yep. It's the cherry on the cake. And it's, as Kate was saying, and a lot of people are saying this, uh, not just people like us that have spoken up, that this whole allopathic monstrosity that we call healthcare in the West, is, it's, it's absolutely pathological. It's killing people. And it's making people obese. It's making people dependent on drugs they don't need. And it's making people dependent on drugs that kill them, kill them. You know, these ACE, in ACE, ACE drugs were involved last year in the COVID deaths because people that were taking these inhibitors for all sorts of so-called conditions they didn't need, these were impacting on their physiology and making them prone to inflammatory disease and clot formation. And this is very clear from, from the, the research last year. But people weren't told that. They're told, no, go along to your doctor, get another drug for this, get another drug for that. And it's always a hierarchy of intervention that happens. And the word cure is never used by allopathic doctors. They won't use the word cure. You can't use the word cure in this country for cancer unless it's an allopathic approach has been used. If you use it for cancer treatment that you've done yourself and you say, I've cured myself, they come and lock you up, or they fine you. But they don't have they oh, don't okay. have an they don't have an actual cure in allopathic medicine. They don't have one, do they? No, it's it, there's no such concept now of cure. Well, the word cure is used now hardly ever in allopathic circles. It never is used, and and it's never used at all, really, because it's been attenuated out of existence. It's been diluted and diluted, and now they just say, oh. 
you know, we don't, there's no cure. It's just a continual, con. your doctor is a conduit, a channel to pump drugs into you from the pharmaceutical industry. You go into, and look, go into Walgreen or any of the big, uh, you know, supermarkets or hypermarkets in the United States, third to half of it in some areas are pharmaceuticals. They're huge, absolutely enormous. And, uh, you know, in the UK, you go into any what we call Boots High Street shop for cosmetics and stuff. Half of it is pharmaceuticals now. Yeah. Just like you go into any high street shop, any newsagent in the UK, any corner shop, half of it is alcohol they're selling. Right. So it's all drugs, you know, whether it's illicit or, or legal or whatever. It's pumping you full of stuff, getting you dependent so you can be controlled. And, and you know, the, 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 the drug industry, the illicit drug industry, street drugs, heroin, you name it, all these uh, synthetic cannabinoids, whatever, they're all another economy of dependency. So people get hooked into it. They need to steal and cheat to, to get their next fix. And it's part of an economy that's fed by the governments you know, through the, their social policies and their laws. And they criminalize the drug user at point of use who's ran into Walgreen and ripped off a bottle of scotch and, 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 and exchanges it for $20 on the streets or something. So he can go next door and get his, his heroin hook, his heroin shop or whatever. This is the whole issue. It's one of dependency. And what people are realizing is, this is an opportunity, actually, Tim. The COVID scam is an opportunity for people to, to resist and act, to pull back from this model of dependency on allopathic control and pharmaceutical control and illicit drug control, and pull themselves back, clean up their act, start eating healthily, start purifying, detoxifying your body, your environment, and, and Kate mentioned that earlier, and she mentions it all the time. But there are other people saying this as well, medical doctors who've come out of this whole frame of reference. And I mentioned too, Dr. Tom Cahn and Dr. Andrew Kaufman. But there are hundreds of others that are pulled back from this whole allopathic model, which is totally corrupted. And it ends up with you being dependent, dying early, usually of cancer or some other chronic illness that they say you can't cure when the truth is there are treatments that work, there are other things you can do. So people need to come away from it. They need to, to, to de-escalate, to withdraw back from it. And that's the hardest thing, Tim, to get people to think and to reflect and to take their own responsibility for their bodies, to become self-responsible. Self-care is a big issue. And in America, the nursing model, the self-care nursing model was Dorothea Oram's model of nursing, where the nurse's role is not to make the patient dependent on the healthcare professional, the nurse or the doctor. It's to make them independent. So you work from that philosophy from the get-go, from the start-off. So you don't do everything for people. You allow them and you help them get the ability, the functionality back. And this is what we've got to do with people is to get them to take responsibility for their own bodies, not to immediately default to primary care physician or surgeon for this or that specialist, this specialist or whatever, to get them to look and to research 
and to try and do things for themselves and not default to this model because the model will kill you. It's a death model. That's right. It's about it is. dependency. Yep. And until people realize that they can do things for themselves when they've got a cold or a sniffle or they're a little bit overweight, they don't need to go to a doctor for that. They can do things and learn from other people who've done this themselves. So I would say to any patient that wants to come off their meds, wants to come out of this allopathic model, look around, find support groups for the condition that you're being treated for. Look at what they've done. Look at how they've come away from it and take back control. This is some a mantra that I said last year at one of the rallies, to take back control from the government and from the pharmaceutical companies and from your doctors and nurses who may be very nice. They may be telling you they're doing things for the right reasons. They may be very philosophical, etc. But if it ends up with being hooked on pharmaceutical agents for the rest of your life, that's not a good deal. I agree. That's not a good deal. It's going to make you poor. I agree. It's going to make you ill. And in the long run, it's not going to work. Yeah. And we can all do something. Look, you know, not everybody is totally healthy. None of us are perfect. We're all imperfect. We're all sinners. And we can all look at ourselves in the mirror metaphorically and we can say we could be better this way. We could sin less. We could do less of this. We could be slimmer. We could be less gluttonous. You know, just look at the, the, the Ten Commandments. You could go down that list, you know, and that's your model to reduce and try and purify and to detoxify your life. You know, it's not, it's not rocket science I'm talking. And it's well, all it's there and it's easily accessible for people. Yeah, but it's... The problem is people are, they are, I wouldn't like to use the word brainwashed, but they are conditioned behaviorally <laughs> to default to... Um, they conditioned behaviorally to default to the whole allopathic model, Tim, which is um, so ingrained in our society. It's very hard for um, people to come away from it yeah. unless they have some sort of epiphany, some sort of moment of transition and realization that, that, that this doesn't work. You know, like St. Paul on the road to... I can't remember where it was, but, you know. He's going to Damascus, dramatic. yep. Yeah, Damascus, the road to Damascus. It was very dramatic. And St. Paul had been, St. Paul was putting Christians to death. Yeah. You know, yeah, and Christ turned him around. And suddenly he was turned around. But Christ didn't make him do that. Christ didn't say, you've got to be turned around. You've got to do this. And that's the sort of model that, you know, is important to think about. People are autonomous and sovereign, so they yep. have to take control themselves. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And as much as we give people information and signpoint them to signpost them and, and, and show them that there are alternatives, unless they take them up, unless they trial them for themselves, they'll be locked into this model forever. Yeah. And, and it won't end well. It will end in an early death. And an early demise. Yep. Dr. And Corbett, let me, about being- let me throw one thing in here and then we'll close out the show. Uh, you know, we mentioned the issue of alcohol and, you know, I take a different, well, I don't take a different approach. I mean, our, our church fathers throughout history have not had a problem with alcohol. What they've had a problem with is drunkards. And the Bible yeah. is very clear about drunkenness that you stagger, you're slurring your speech, 
Um, you're 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 just literally outside of your mind uh, because yeah. you have become a glutton with wine. You've made an idol out of wine or strong drink. And yet the Bible also says Proverbs thirty one six: Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish. And wine into those that be of heavy hearts. So it has its place and its purpose. We're told oh, that yes. God in the new heavens and the new earth gives us wine off the leaves. I mean, he's talking about um, fermented wine, people. He's not talking about grape juice. He's talking about wine. We read in the, I believe it's in Leviticus. I didn't pull it up just here just yet, but for all my Baptist friends who talk about the tithe and they really want to push the tithe, well, it says if you're in a place where you can't have the feast that's set forth, you're to take your tithe, which was your first, you know, your first fruits from your 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 um, your your gardens and also of your your livestock. You're to bring those and you're to sell them and you're to buy all these things, including wine and strong drink or whatever your heart desires, and you're to feast before the Lord. So there is a place and a time for that. The Apostle Paul yeah. told. Uh, Timothy to do those things. And the point that I want to make, and I want to tie it in with what you just said there about sin, I don't want people to ever think that because I say, man, you probably need to get a shot of rum or something if you've got this stuff in your throat and, and stuff like that, because we used to do that. It was like a, a, a like a rum, a rum, a wine, and a honey mix, something like that. I forget what it was uh, that my friend's mother used to make. When we would get sick, she'd go, no, you need a spoonful of this. And usually it would knock it out pretty quick. We might have to have two spoonfuls, but but she, it would knock it out pretty quick. And so we would have those things. And I don't want people putting your trust in wine or strong drink or even chlorine dioxide or stuff that I talk about. Yes. The okay. reason I mention those things is because those are things in which God has provided every man the ability to use in dealing with things in their bodies. They are not the healer. Jehovah Rapha is our healer. He, God is our healer. And I don't want people to lose sight of that because we make mention of natural compounds or natural things that yeah. God has put in the creation. I don't want them to get the, I don't want them to get distorted over that. This then leads to a picture of what God does for the sinner. You mentioned that uh, Jesus didn't, you know, tell uh, Paul, all these things. Well, he did tell him to go into Damascus, and he was going to meet a man there. And he told the other guy yeah. that he was going to meet. He says, "You go over here and you meet Paul." And but the the thing that people miss is is that the Bible says that God takes out of us a stony heart, one that is in rebellion towards Him, because we're dead in our sins, Ephesians two, and He shows us mercy. Why? How is he doing that? Well, he's doing that through the preaching of the gospel. He's doing that through discipleship. That's why we're to disciple the nations. We're to leave the conversion up to God, but we disciple them. We teach them these things. And as we're teaching them, it's, it's, I, it, it's my experience that what we see is what you're talking about. Their eyes get opened to the truth God has told them as we're discipling them. They're starting to see, oh, yes, this is true. This is true. This is not true what I've been told, what I've been indoctrinated with. This here is truth. And so I want people to understand that even when we do a health and wellness show, our health and wellness we owe to the Creator. We live and do in the sphere that God has put us in, is what the Bible tells us. And so as we do that, he's given us everything, Peter says, for life and godliness, and that includes for being healthy. Now, sometimes there are sicknesses that are brought upon us because of our sin. We see that mm -hmm. in Scripture, too. And sometimes we're not given a reason for why a sickness comes. Maybe it's like Job, where he gets all these boils on him, and Job's going like, what did I do here? You know, but, but Job is humble. He doesn't cry out against God. He just takes it, and he endures, and he perseveres. And the Bible tells us 
that the one who perseveres to the end is the one that's going to be saved. So I want people, I want to always point people back mm-hmm. to the the actual healer, which is God our Father, and who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, not these elements. The elements may be used in our bodies. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But he's the one who has created the elements. And so it drives me batty when I hear this New York governor who says, God gave us the vaccines, and I want you to be my apostles, and all this antichrist talk that she has, because she has no leg to stand on because she's acting tyrannically in the first place. So she's in sin as a minister of God in the state of New York, and she needs to repent. So I, I want to make sure that people understand that when we do this kind of show. Uh, we got about a minute here, and I want to close out. Dr. Corbett, you got a final word you want to give the audience? I think what you're talking about is is seeing things more broadly. And on the alcohol issue, look at cultures that see alcohol as a foodstuff, as a nutritional source. And it's they have a balanced approach to it. It's not seen as a drug like a pharmaceutical That's right. drug. That's the problem. And it's balanced. And as you say, there's a model for this within biblical teaching, within the scripture, that's, that shows that there's a, a role for this. And that, you know, that health comes from our faith in God, not from any agent that a company gives us or, or government tells us to inject. That's right. That's right. All right, Dr. Corbett, we appreciate you joining us again. It's good to see you back. Uh, I know a lot of people enjoy the fact that you come on and, and you give some commentary. Guys, Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. for two hours today, so don't miss that. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and we're also on, at least during the hour, not only on Red State Talk Radio, but we're also on um, Cutting Edge TV on Roku. So be sure to check those out. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day, and um, yeah, get with the people of God. Hear the Word of God. I mean, that's your instruction right there. Don't just be hearers of it, though. Go and be doers, and we'll see you, Lord willing, 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Adios.